0: Welcome to 90 Day The Melanated Away. I'm Linda Entwee. We are covering 90 Day Fiance UK. Just please don't embarrass me. Season one, episode six. I think it's six. It's different because in the UK, they had two extra episodes than we did. But we're covering all things UK. And I have to tell you, like, I I do love... Oh, I look crazy. I do love... (coughs) 90-day UK, you guys. Like, I, I love it. I think it's very, very entertaining. One of the things that I think is interesting, though, I'm just trying to fix my background a little bit. Yeah, that'll work. We'll go with that. Hey, Redella. Hey, Texas. Gina. Hey, Vanessa. Um, oh, yeah, you guys are remembering reminding me to do the housekeeping stuff. So housekeeping. Um, shout out to, I think her name is Criselda. Christeldo? I'm going to tell you right now because she pleasantly blessed me. Yeah. Cristela Rodriguez, I appreciate you. I got your Venmo yesterday and I appreciate you so very much. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, Support the show. You support the show. It helps create the show, continue to have the show go on. You know, I'm looking to uh, get some editing software, all of that stuff. So bottom of the show, Venmo, PayPal, where you can support the show as well as there's YouTube super chat, super stickers, super thanks available um, from my bottom of my heart. I truly appreciate all your support. My um, Patreon subscribers, you guys make these happen and, and I appreciate you guys and I thank you for being a family. That all being said... Let's jump into 90 Day Fiancé UK. Kathleen and Richard. You guys, okay. So, Richard, in my personal opinion, I think that Richard is trying to be like the 90 day villain. Do you know what I mean? Like, some of the things that come out of his mouth are so outrageous that, you know, we know that we're in 2022, so he can't possibly believe half the things that are coming out of his mouth. But I think he's doing it to like stand out. But I also think it's, backfiring on him because I get literally, and I'm not kidding. Literally, I get hundreds of messages a day about this dude and how people just are not impressed. Don't like him. They're upset with him and all the things that he talks about women and, and his, you know, lack of respect for women. You know, I posted something on my Instagram recently, just saying how terrible, some of the things that come out of his mouth are. And, you know, he responded and wanted to remind me that this is still just a reality show. But you don't need to remind me that it's a reality show, Richard, because I've been covering 90 Day Fiance from the jump. And I've seen your type, I've seen your character before. And just say, hey, listen, I'm doing this because I'm trying to stand out amongst the rest. And whether you're trying to... Be like the Big Ed or the Angela version of the American version of 90 Day Fiance. Like, I get it. You are you are a character of your true self. But some of the things that come out of your mouth are just, it's atrocious. Yeah, this is the reaction he wants, though. That's what Crystal says. <clears throat> so... Whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is, if this is just a character, it's not really you, um, you're offending 50% of the population and they're not here for it. And even in your social media, when you post a photo of yourself and of Kathleen, but then you super subscribe your face on Kathleen's body as if she doesn't mean anything and she's just a sex object or, you know, like, like her dad said, like, are you a sex tourist? whatever the case may be, that's the vibe that we're getting from you. And because you're portraying that vibe, that's you're, you're putting it out there and that's how we're reacting. So if you don't want this reaction, then you shouldn't put it out there. That's what I'm saying. So. <clears throat> Kathleen and Richard are checking out of the hotel. They had a couple of days in the hotel to have like a romantic time before they move over to her parents' house. Um, but you know, Richard, had a long flight from London so he was tired he fell asleep he did all the things but he made sure that she was available to give him a massage so that he could just fall asleep deeply and Kathleen's super nervous because you know he's messy and he's opinionated he says all these things he drinks too much he minimizes her she he's loud and proud like he said like she said and she just doesn't want him to embarrass her So it's been three years since he's seen her family and she's hoping that he can be on his best behavior and not embarrass her and not do all the things that he's been doing because her parents are going to go for it, right? And she wants to make a good impression on her parents and she wants him to make a good impression on her parents. So she's trying to warn him like, hey, I need you to be on your best behavior. But he's like, you know, I drink, I'm loud and I'm proud. So let's see how it works out. now she says that, you know, if he messes up this chance and he says this as well, it's a chance that the parents won't let her come to the UK. And my whole thing, you guys is here's the thing. It's not like he's bringing her over on a fiance visa or a visitor's visa. She is going on her own. So she honestly doesn't really need him. So like, what is he bringing to the table besides the fact that he wants her to cook for him, clean for him, wash for him be his sex object, all the things that that he says that British women are too much work. So he wants to go elsewhere and find a woman that will bow down to his needs, right? So what does he bring to the table besides that? Because she is a medical professor, professional. She speaks English. She's obviously a really good person. And takes care of her family, all the things. What does she need him for then? Like, what is he bringing to the table? Honestly, she doesn't need him. She can go there, get her job, and meet tons of other British men. So, like, what's the prize in this situation? Right. So, he's worried that if he messes up, that her parents won't let her work in the UK, and so is she. But she can go and work in the UK and just be like, yeah, no, I'm done with him. And I'm going to go and do my own thing because it's not like he has anything that he's put on the line. Like, honestly, you guys, he's not put anything on the line. He's not offering her anything. He's not sponsoring her. And he's cheated on her and has lied to her before. So, like, what? What is she getting out of this? Exactly. A couple of trinket necklaces, a friggin' bunk bed. Okay. Okay. So the dad, her dad, Kathleen's dad, thinks, still thinks that he's a sex tourist. That's the first thing that his gut instinct said to him in the beginning. And so Richard is feeling nervous and concerned about the situation and whether he's going to make a good impression on the father again. And so they give him the rideshare, and they get to her her town. And what is his first worry, you guys? His first worry is not about her. His first worry is not about a first impression or a second impression on, on, you know, the second time. None of that. He's worried about his bags. And he's worried that his bags are going to get stuck in all the crevices of the trash in the street. That's what he's concerned about. That's his concern, y'all. So that just shows me exactly where his mentality is it's very selfish so <clears throat> he meets with her family uh he's staying for five days but he's like it could, five days could be two days it could be 20 days he doesn't really have a set schedule he wants to see how it goes for him and as he gets there the mattresses arrive and you know he bought the mattresses and Kathleen is respectful of that because She feels like he wants to learn to live how she lives. But he wants to make sure that he has the luxuries that he can't do without. So he can't do without a bed. And he can't do without the mattresses that he bought. But the mattresses arrive. And we don't know if they're going to fit in the room that they're supposed to fit. And guess what? Don't fit. So he wanted to make the bunk bed two doubles so that him and Kathleen could sleep side by side but they don't fit that way. So they still have to have that bunk bed situation for them to fit. Um, And so he's worried because he's like, so when are we, if we have these bunk beds, when are we going to have sexy time? When are we going to have sexy time? Because you'll be sleeping on the top. I'll be sleeping on the bottom. And it's like, oh, you might've thought of that before you jumped up all over the beds at the mattress shop and decided that you were going to buy this because you thought you knew it was proper. Right. So they're meeting with uh, one of her best friends, Jen, and he wants to give a good impression to Jen. Right. He's never met her, she's heard all about him. And so he tells them that they're a power couple and he's hoping to bring Kathleen to the UK and quote, you guys, set her to work, move her in have a great time. And by have a great time, what does he mean? Clean the house, do the laundry, do the cooking, giving me massages. And then listen, you guys, he wants her to be wife material. But what does wife material mean to Richard from 90 Day Fiance? Let's just pop this up right here. So wife stands for W, washing, I, ironing, F, fucking, E, etc. And when I say, oh, he is so gross to me right now. Gross to me in that he actually said that on international TV for the whole world to see, for his son to see, because, you know, he's someone's father, for his ex-wife to see, for his future fiance to know that that's how he feels all of it's disgusting and Richard you can you could tell me that this is just a tv show and you're just a character of a tv show but I'll tell you other characters have never said anything so atrocious even Angela who's outrageous has never said anything like this so you're trying to tell me that to you wife stands for washing ironing fucking and etc you need to just stand all the way down and then When you talk about women, British women being too much work, maybe you're too much work work. and maybe you're 41 and single for a reason. Maybe you're 41 and single and all your friends talk shit about you saying how terrible of a person you are, including your ex because of this behavior and, and the things that come out of your mouth. Now you might think that you're being funny, You might think that you're being a caricature of yourself, your true self, but I still haven't seen it. Everything leads to a road where this man thinks that he's better than and can control any other woman that is from a third world country. Crystal said, husband has a lot of letters. We need to make one for him. Husband, humorous, you. Unfulfilling, B, bastard, A, antagonist, N, nonsensical, And D, dumbass. There, I did one on the fly. If you guys are watching the repeat, let me know what your acronym for Richard Husband is. And if you're in the live chat, uh, you guys can fill me in and I'll pop it up if I see something good. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. So... He's meeting with Jen, talking with Jen, the, Kathleen's best friend, and Jen is not enjoying what she's hearing. So Jen wants to know if he'll be able to help Kathleen with the household chores once she reaches the UK. And Rich is like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to force her to clean. If she wants to do it the day after, then she can. But ultimately, it's my partner's responsibility. So let me get this straight. If she doesn't cook and clean and do all the things for you, the ironing, the washing, the fucking, et cetera, on the same day, you're going to give her some leeway she can do in the next day. But you want everyone to know that ultimately it's her responsibility. Um, what's your responsibility again? What are you providing again? Because again, you're not sponsoring her. There's no K1 visa process. You ain't do shit. You're not about shit. So like, what is it that you're bringing to the table that is wooing Kathleen to come and do all of these things for you? I'm curious. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I just don't understand if you guys are going to be 50 50, bringing things equally to the table. And, you know, I get it. There are traditional roles and some, some relationships still work in that way. And I too still think that there are still traditional male and female roles. In relationships, but to the extent that he's pushing it where he's not bringing anything to the table except his sexist, misogynistic opinions and behaviors, then I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. You already have proved yourself to be a cheater. You cheated on Kathleen. You've already uh, proven yourself to be like, you know, on the table because. Not only did you cheat, but you talked about the man ladies in Thailand. So there's that part. You've already talked about the fact that you don't keep a clean house and you're someone's daddy and you're someone's father figure. And yet, what are your redeeming qualities and what do you bring to your relationship? That's what I'm trying to figure out, Richard. What do you bring to this relationship that is so amazing that you're a catch and that we should all think that you're amazing? Because besides degrading women and degrading Kathleen and not just on the show, but on your social media where any picture you post of her, you you supersede your face on her, unless she doesn't want to be part of social media and you're respecting her privacy, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand what's happening. So... <clears throat> He says that he loves Kathleen because she'll do all this stuff for him and look after him and he wouldn't get the same from a a girl in the UK. Well, yeah, because again, everything I just said, right? What are you bringing to the table? If you're not bringing anything to the table, why should these women bring anything to the table and take care of you if you're not taking care of them? So Jen is not impressed by what she's hearing She's like, this is some BS. She's like, you know, Kathleen is my friend. I don't want you to treat her as a slave when she gets to the UK. And he's like, I won't. But he doesn't feel bad because he says that there are jobs girls like to do. And there are jobs that boys like to do. And he says, don't think I'm a sexist and hate me all you want. But that's how he feels. Okay, well, and again, I still think that there are traditional roles out there. I still think that there are male roles and female roles. But I think that in 2022, there's a combination of what happens, right? And you have to kind of go with the flow. Right. Scandalous says he's not even bringing a big Richard to the table. Right? So... Like, what are you bringing? What are you bringing to the table? And yes, there could be traditional roles, but you're bringing it to extreme where we as females all across the world can't understand what you're even talking about right now. And Kathleen, in all of this craziness, talks about compromise and communication and relationships. And she's like, you know, It really is all about compromising and communicating your needs and wants and feelings. And my note here is like, she's too good for him. Like she is level headed. She thinks things through. She communicates her needs, her wants and her issues. And he kind of like hears it in one ear and it pops out the other ear. And unless it fits into his bubble of what he wants, Then he actually is truly not listening to her. And so it's like, you know, you have this educated woman who has met this, you know, British dude who she thinks she's in love with, who she thinks is a good guy, but I don't know if she's seeing all the things that he says about her and does outside of the time she spent she has spent with him. And, you know, she hasn't seen him in three years. And I don't know if he's gotten better in those three years. I feel like he's gotten worse. Really? So, not only do I think that he's gotten worse, Kathleen has doubts about him as well. She still doesn't really know if he's going to be the business, if she should really do all of this stuff. She has doubts because, you know, she's still coming off of the fact that he cheated on her. So they get back to her house. And she makes dinner, and she's decided that she's going to make some exotic foods. And she's making exotic foods not only to impress her family, but to show that Richard is willing to live the way she lives. So she's made some chicken feet, pork blood, some liver, some chicken intestine, and a side of rice, right? Yeah, definitely exotic, definitely over the top, right, for a lot of people, but... I'll give you this. this is the one thing that I will say about Richard. He did take it with ease and he tried it without making a big fuss and dealing. We've we watched 90 day fiance long enough to know that all of the exotic foods from anywhere else. We were in um, Nigeria. We were in Ethiopia. We were in Egypt where the Americans are just so close-minded and they like huff and puff and all the things about food. That's not American food. And even on UK, you know, Katie is one of my favorites, but even Katie, when she went over to Mexico, she was terrible about just being like, Oh, this is not what we eat in Britain. You know what I mean? Like there's just that mentality. So I'll give Richard this, like he was open to it and he tried it. And he said, you know, it's not too bad actually. And she was happy about it. And I was happy about it, too, because you know what? He tried it. He wasn't rude about it. He wasn't making a big friggin' deal like all the other characters that we've seen thus far on 90 Day Fiancé and 90 Day Fiancé UK. And he was respectful of her culture. And that's all you ask. That's all we ask is, you know what? It might not be something that you eat every day. It might not be something that you love. It might not be something you even thought of. But the fact that you respect your partner's culture, that's it. That's all that's important. So I'm going to give him those props. Like That's what I'll say about Richard is that he was open-minded in that moment. Uh, Crystal said, the chicken feet were, made me think of the family Chantel. Scandalous said, I wish Mama Pedro voodooed those chicken feet that Richard ate. So yeah, we've seen that, been there, done that. But Richard took it like a champ, so I'll give him that for sure. Um, so they have dinner. After dinner, they're sitting around in the living room. Richard has brought gifts for the family. He got matching crosses for her parents so her mom and her dad. And then he got Kathleen... And you know, you guys, I've 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 said this from the beginning of 90 Day UK. Like I'm not really sure what exactly Richard's style is, but you know, I know he's in his forties or whatever, and you know, there are people that have peaked in certain eras, and I feel like he peaked in the eighties, and his style is very eighty ish ish ish. So he bought her spandex shorts right and not only did he buy her spanish shorts but he gave her those spanish shorts in front of her parents and then made her try them on because they were short shorts in front of her parents and i was just like he has no respect for anything or anyone like honestly and truly it really just is about him Like, what girl is going to be like, yeah, let me just try these short shorts on in front of my parents? He didn't give a shit. This fool did not give a shit. He was just like, yeah, wear them and, and, and bring them out. And she's like, you know, she finds it weird. He gave it to her in front of her parents. Kathleen, you're not the only one that found it weird. We found it weird, too. And it goes to... Maybe give a little credibility or more credibility to the fact that her dad thinks that he's a sex tourist. She tries them on. The parents are not impressed. I don't think any of us were impressed. All of us were just like, wait, what? Like, what what are you doing, Richard? Like, this is all as ridiculous. Crystal says, and it's the Instagram shorts that are meant to make your butt look big, so it's not even regular spandex shorts. And Scandalous says, those were the short versions of the TikTok leggings. All that. All that. So clearly, it was about him and his sexual needs, and not about really being a gift for Kathleen. All right. Moving on to Emma and Hussein. I just you guys, I just don't even know. I don't even know what this woman is thinking because she seems like a lovely lady. She seems like a lovely lady. She has a lovely life. She's a beautiful young adult daughter, and I just don't. I don't get it. Like I, I couldn't be in a long distance relationship for six years with someone that I sent money and gifts to that I went to visit one time for one week and we fought all week and we didn't have sex. Like I just, I just can't wrap my mind around it. I can't wrap my mind around it. And I don't see anything good coming out of this. I'm sorry. I just don't. So The paperwork's not back for, for Hussein yet, right? So remember, they're supposed to go to Turkey and get married in the next, like, little while. And he hasn't put the paperwork in yet, and she hasn't heard back from him. So she doesn't know exactly what's happening. Vanessa says, what? You Americans are so funny. I need them to put American English subtitles on her. I'm just going to say no comment, Vanessa. No comment. That That is a very American thing to say. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. That's like... I'll never forget Gio. Gio, if you're out there, I still laugh about the time that you were on my show and we were talking about the family Chantel, and you were so, so irritated for the fact that Lydia and Nicole live in the Dominican Republic, and that Spanish is the first language, so you're having to watch everything with subtitles. And you were irritated at the fact that they were not speaking English. It's that same mentality. Y'all just killed me. Like, what? 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 Like, what? What? Y'all, I know that America is the land of the free and, and what is it? The great American dream. And y'all have been raised to like love your country and believe that it's the center of the world. But if you go elsewhere, I, I promise you, I promise you that every other country besides America speaks multiple languages and every other country understands multiple accents. And it's unfortunate that, I mean, even in Canada, our second language is French, you know? And it's unfortunate in America that you guys don't have the opportunity to learn other languages because I think that, like, I don't want to get into all of it, but if you, I think that if you had the opportunity to learn other languages, you would realize that other languages are not actually that hard because a lot of them are Latin-derived, And so a lot of the words are very similar. And then the second part to my little rant here is it's very important to travel. Just travel. And you'll see that you'll get used to the differences. You'll get used to how different everyone is in the world, but then we're all the same. You know what I mean? Like, okay, rant over. Just go travel can you just go travel um okay so emma and hussein are having issues paperwork's not in she's still deciding that she's gonna go wedding dress shopping with her daughter and her friends and i'm like well why would you go for wedding dress shopping if you don't even know what's happening with the paperwork and you've never had sex with this dude and you're just sending him money and gifts and you haven't heard from him why are you gonna go spend more money emma like why it doesn't make any sense, but that's what she does. Uh, she tries on the fir- first dress, and it's too full for her in the bottom. Like, it's too, like, puffy. Second dress she tries on, it's long sleeve. It's very modest. It's something that she thinks that Hussein would would like, but it's not her style, so she doesn't like it. The third dress is simple. It's a simple flow. It's not too full on the bottom. And so that's the one that she's going to go with. And so she's like, you know, this is it. And it made her feel like a real bride. And she was happy that her daughter, Kenzie, came with her because her daughter, Kenzie, can wrap her mind around, like, after all these years. Because you have to remember, it's only been Emma and Kenzie their whole lives. Even when Kenzie was born, there was no dad in the picture. So Kenzie doesn't even know who her dad is, never grew up with him, doesn't know who he is. Um, so she wants to make sure that Kenzie is okay with the fact that she's remarrying after all these years and that she's going to have a father figure in her life. Um, Texas Gina says I grew up in Orange County in LA and Riverside and you grew up extremely cultured. I mean, from the time I was eating food, I was eating all kinds of different ethnic foods and I became a huge foodie. And you know, I think that that's great. I think that's great, Texas Gina. And welcome back. We haven't seen you in a while. Um, Vanessa, you, me, Crystal, who else is in here? Megan, Tanya, we'll talk on Saturday in our private group. We'll talk. Um, and Megan, Hey, Megan, Megan said, what's the reason they didn't have sex on the first Turkish trip From my understanding is that they fought too much. They fought so much that they just didn't get around to it. Um, but keep that in mind, Megan, because I'm going to talk about something shortly. So they fought too much. They spent a week together. They didn't have sex. So she buys her dress And then she's having her bachelorette party and the bachelorette party theme is chicks and dicks. And the the reason for that theme is because it's going to be all girls with her to celebrate uh, getting married and finally going to Turkey to get some quote dick because she's never had sex with her supposed fiance. Now, Let me just step back a second and say that allegedly he sent her a ring in the mail and then they FaceTime and he he proposed to her. That's how they got proposed to. The ring is gorgeous. It's big. It's beautiful. All the things. Um, But that's how they still haven't met. And that's how allegedly she got her ring. So fast forward to the bachelorette party, chicks and dicks with all girls, plus dicks because she's, she hasn't had sex with her fiancé ever. Um, and so that's how they're celebrating. They have a pinata. She's wearing all white, like bridal white, whatever. They have a pinata. It's the shape of a dick. And she's hitting it, all the things. And one of the things we find out about Emma is that in all her 40 plus years, she's never been married before. And so this is her first hen party, her first bachelorette party. She's nervous because it's been so long since she's seen Hussein that she doesn't know. Right. And she's not only, it's six years in a relationship. She's never been intimate with this dude. All she's ever done is send him gifts and money and gone on one trip for one week in Turkey And never consummated the relationship and fought the whole time. So, of course, she's nervous because six years later, all of a sudden, he proposes. And why do you think that is, fools? Why do y'all think that is? (sighs) Olivia is in the building. Olivia, I am mad at you and you know why. So... she's nervous and doesn't really understand like what what she should do right so cuz she hasn't had sex with him yet they've been together and i use the term together very loosely right 6 years you spent one week with him you have never had sex with him you spend all your money in, on him on gifts and money but you've never done it and so she's like how do i handle it like when i see him do i hug him do i kiss him Do I, like, what do I do? And her friends were like, you know, have you ever, you know, sexted with him? Or FaceTime and had sexy time? She's never even done that, y'all. Now, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Okay? I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But I have to tell you that this is just giving me the UK version of Muhammad and Eve. That's what this is giving me. Like, the age difference, the fact that he ain't about shit, he ain't done shit. He has not had to do anything and she's supporting the whole relationship. Is That's giving me that vibe. He wants a better life. He wants to work on his bodybuilding career and he thinks that he can probably do better in the UK and have more exposure and she's going for it. Crystal said, He's still giving me the third person that could be Carlos and Valentine's thruple. I mean, that is a whole other conversation. So, she's never talked to Hussein about just anything about sex, how they feel about sex, what they want to do about sex. And you guys know that I say this all the time, that you have to have those conversations before you get into these serious relationships. So, one, how do you feel about religion? Are you religious? Are you not religious? What do you believe? What do you not believe? You have to have that conversation about money. How do you spend money? How do you save money? How do you treat money? How important is money to you in your life? You have to talk about children. Do you want children? Do you not want children? Can you have children? Can you not have children? If we have children, how do you want to raise them? That goes back to the religious part like if you believe something do we want to raise those kids that way if you don't believe it then are we both not going to believe those believe that and believe those kids that way right so you have to have those conversations and then last and certainly at least you have to talk about sex how do you feel about sex what is your relationship with sex how do you grow up and know what sex is about How often do you have to have sex? How often do you want sex? What are the things that turn you on? What are the things that turn you off? You have to have all of those conversations, my friends. And if you don't have those conversations, they're going to come and bite you in the ass at some point. I was talking to my mom earlier today. And my mom, who is 100% religious, faithful, African, 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 100%. And any Africans out there, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And so having these open conversations with an African parent is very, as an adult, it's very interesting. So she was telling me how she was watching a show about a therapist who was counseling. Okay, my disclaimer is I'm telling you a story. Don't come for me for any bullshit. I'm just telling you what my mom was talking to me about. And how even older generations are having to have these conversations, or at least having to listen to these conversations. And they also, too, are having the discussions. That being said, so she's talking to me today and she's watching the show about a therapist who is her, how she started off the conversation. And as she started off the conversation, was, was that there are a lot of married people that are in unhappy marriages. And she's watching a show about a therapist who was counseling a couple and the couple had been married for a few years and they were having problems in the bedroom. And the reason that they were having problems in the bedroom is because, and these are words that are coming out of my mother's African mother's mouth, but the reason they were having problems in the bedroom is because he never wanted to have vaginal sex. And so my mom said that she thinks that that is probably behavior that he had prior to getting married and that he needs to, you know, I'm really, my mom said it much more direct, but I'm scared of y'all. And I don't want y'all to come for me because I know it's 2022 and we're supposed to be like super politically correct. But long story short, she was just like, he had these issues before he got married and he needs to deal with those issues now in his marriage, and hopefully the counselor will be able to figure it out for them. And then my mom then went on to say that the wife should help him work through the issues. And that's where I came in. I was like, well, why does the wife have to help him? Clearly, it's his own issues. And he came into the marriage with the issues. So he needs to go to counseling, in my opinion, and work on his own issues. And then after he's worked on his own issues, then he can bring in the wife in so that they can figure out whether they want to move forward in the relationship or not. And then my mom said, well, I think that that they should both go to counseling so they can both figure out exactly what it is that they want from a relationship and exactly what it is that is the issue in the relationship. And then they can both move forward. So all that being said, going back to what midwife Crystal said about Hussein giving. Oh, my God. Um, about Hussein giving her, you know, thruple vibes. We don't know. We don't know. Megan said he's working the long con. If the visa is his goal, six years is a long time to chat. Maybe going to for a beard in real life is too much for him. Facts. So we don't know. We don't know what he's going for. What we do know is that he hasn't really had to invest anything, right? Just his time, some FaceTime and he's gotten money and gifts out of it a trip out of it and that's it so we'll see so <clears throat> emma's friends are like you know you really need to have this conversation with Hussein. saying like what does he want what are his wants and needs and what do you expect on this trip from turkey and if we're getting married You know, like, what does that look like sexually for us? And have you ever had that conversation? And she's like, you know, she's never talked to him about it. In six years, you you guys have never talked about sex? In six years? Okay. So the wedding's around the corner. Hussein still doesn't have his paperwork. And now, guess what? Hussein and Emma got in a big fight, huge fight. They stopped talking. And she said to him, you don't love me, you don't like me, and you don't want to marry me. And guess what he said to her? He said, you're old, you're fat, and that hurt her feelings. So she told him that he has a small cock, which I was like, well, how would you know he has a small cock if you've never seen it and you never t- test r- wrote it? Anyways, they haven't talked in weeks, so she's just going to wait and see if he calls her or texts her, but if he doesn't call or text, if he doesn't show up to Turkey, then guess what? She's done, because that's the infamous 90-day fiancé saying, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. (sighs) Why is this picture so small? So next up, these fools that I have to tell you that I'm just 100% convinced that. Oh, do I not have a picture of them? How is that possible? Hmm. Oh, well, I don't have a proper picture of them. I have a small picture of them that I guess will work for now. Um, Sean and Christine. Christine. Sean and Christine. You guys cannot convince me that Christian is Sean's child. You will never be able to convince me of that because it's just not true. And even in this this episode, I was like, oh, her defenses and her answers were just not like, t- it, they weren't direct enough for me to say, oh, what the bestie is saying is not true. So... Christine says, you know, living together is a dream come true. Um, but she wants to have a talk about Christian's room, right? Because we all saw how Christian's room is a hot friggin' mess. Like how, how Sean lives in general is just a hot mess, right? He's disgusting with the dirty dishes and the cabinets and, and shit all over the place. Um, It's just awful. So she's having that conversation because, you know, Christian is only three. And if that's going to be his room, it can't be a health hazard and it can't be dangerous for a three-year-old. And she's like, it smells, it's dusty. And the flat itself is so messy and untidy that they're going to have to do something about it so that they can all try to live comfortably in this, you know, one bedroom or two bedroom flat. So what she's gotten to doing is she's put notes in the kitchen for organization where things should go and where dirty dishes should not go. And she even put a note on the window saying, if you want boom, boom, then keep clean, right? So if you wanna have sex, you're gonna need to not be so disgusting and filthy and clean up after yourself. So if you want a good time when we go to bed, then go ahead and not only put the dishes in the sink and not in the cabinet after you use them, but go ahead and wash them. And so she asked him, you know, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to clean this room? It's just junk everywhere. And it's stressful to me. And it's stressful because Christian can't sleep in that room because it's a hot mess. And we need to clean it for not only Christian's safety, but for his health. And so he's like, well, I was going to clean it. He's like, you were going to clean it. Well, when just clean it now. And so they go in there to start like emptying out all the junk that's in that room. And if you guys remember, there's this weird blue tarp. We didn't find out what was underneath the tarp. There was a cabinet and then there was a mattress above the cabinet. And there was like just shit all over the place. It was awful. Um, <clears throat> so they clean up. And then later on, They're meeting up with his bestie, Sean's bestie, Jimmy. Now, I have to tell you guys, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, okay? When I watch Jimmy, I have to close my eyes. His teeth are, are... there's just so much going on with this teeth. Like some of them look like they're, they're weapons. Like weapons that want to like jump off of my screen and like poke me in my face. And I, I, I just can't, like, I don't understand. And you know, Olivia, she's from the UK. She was in the live chat and the UK is like Canada where I'm from where we have free medical and dental, so I don't understand what the issue is. Like it's not like he has to pay out a park it. Why does that tooth why is it first of all so thin and it looks like it's gonna like kill me? It's thinking gonna it's like oh anyways, I close my eyes. I close my eyes. So they go to meet Jimmy and You know, Christine really wants Jimmy to like her because, you know, Jimmy is Sean's best friend. And, you know, they sit down, they're having a few beers. Jimmy's like, you know, how do you like the UK so far? And she finds it really cold. And Jimmy just kind of lets loose. Jimmy's like, you know, listen, Sean has been struggling lately and he's been depressed and he's been lonely And I'm happy to see him here with you looking different and looking like he's less sad and alone. He's got a fresh haircut. He has a fresh shave. He hasn't had that in a long time. Um, and you know, he's just been really sad and stressed out. And so I'm happy that you're here and it seems like, you know, things are better for him. And Christine's like, you know, I'm really glad that, that, Sean was able to lean on you for advice and was able to have you as a friend so that he didn't feel so alone. Um, So, you know, that's a good thing that he would have less worries. And then Jimmy just cut to the chase. He's like, do you love Sean? Like, do you love him? And is it not just for the money? And Christine said, of course I love him. And also, it's none of your business if he's sending me money. And I was like, oh, that's a weird answer. Right? Because, you know, remember, he's leaving himself with only like 50, 60 pounds a month, and he's sending the rest of his checks to her and her what, three, four other kids by other different, like two different baby baby mom, baby daddies, and her parents. They all live. <laughs> in one spot and he's sponsoring their whole life. And even she told them that even when she comes to the UK with her faux baby with Sean, that he will continue to sponsor their lifestyle. Right. So I don't think Jimmy's wrong and asking for his best friend. Like, do you actually love him or is all about the money? And she's like, you know, that's none of your business. Well, it is his business because that's his bestie and you're coming across as a gold digger right now so if you're not a gold digger then go ahead and say that you're not so not only does he ask about the money that sean has been consistently sending her for year in and year out and year in and year out he also asked about his intentions, her intentions um so what's your intention is your intention to stay in britain to use him So are you using him so that you can get citizenship to the UK and then bring all your other babies over so they can have a better life? And guess what? That is absolutely her intention. And she told all of us in the two episodes ago where she was leaving her other, what, one, two, three other kids. She was leaving them and just bringing the one kid that she said was Sean's kid. But she was hoping that as soon as she gets there, that he would be able to sponsor all of her other kids from her other baby daddies for them to all come to the to UK, go to school and have a better life. So the question again was, is your intention to stay in Britain to use him? It's quite possible. You're using him so that you can have a better life for yourself and your children. She got defensive. Said it's none of your business uh, if he's sending me money and what my intentions are. And the last question that Jimmy asked—that was the most important question that we all have—and I believe that that the question is: No, that's not your your biological son. Is is Christian definitely Sean's father? She got really mad, and her answer was, that's a shit question. I have nothing to prove. Who are you to judge me? And she's willing to do a DNA test to prove. But guess what? Sean comes back from wherever he was, bathroom, took a phone call, whatever, and he is so adamant that he doesn't need a DNA test. Yeah, fool, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do need a DNA test. 100% you need a DNA test and you're fooling yourself and everyone else around you if there's a small doubt that's coming from somewhere if we all think the same thing it's coming from somewhere but you're so adamant because you know that if it's not your son that's going to crush your heart and you don't really want to know the truth what's the saying what's the movie you guys I know you guys are movie aficionados what's that movie you can't handle the truth That part. He can't handle the truth. He doesn't really want to know the truth because he can't handle the truth. Because it would burst his bubble. He spent hundreds of thousands of dollars over the last three years sponsoring this woman who he has really believed is gonna be his wife. And after you know, two years of COVID and two years of pandemic, all the things, she's finally come over after he's paid for every cocking Mamie thing. He doesn't want to lose her now. He's too invested. And he's and if he loses her, guess what? He's alone. And he's been alone for 40 plus years. He doesn't think that he's going to be able to get anybody else. So he's not trying to, to leave this situation. Not for one minute. So even if his gut tells him that's not really your baby, he's going to be the father figure to that baby. And he's okay with that. Because he would rather that than be alone and talk to his toaster like he does every day before she got there. Facts. Megan says Sean doesn't want to know that that baby isn't his. Crystal says the mama will get the DNA test, mama being Sean's mom. Don't let her babysit one day. Yeah. I mean, yep, all that. So... Um, Sean gets all defensive and he's like, I don't care what you think. I don't care what people think. He is my son and I don't need to explain about Christian's bloodline to you or anybody else. He is my son. Okay. Take it down a couple of notches, dirty Sean. You know, you wouldn't get that defensive if you didn't know in your gut that that wasn't your son. You just don't want to explain it. You won't. You don't want to realize that you probably been scammed, that you probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on something that really is not any of your business. So just settle down. We get it. You want to be defensive. We get it. So. They storm off because they didn't like the questions that Jimmy was asking. And instead, they're going to go and have a proper private date night. And they feel so in love because they're in person together. And so he's taking her out for dinner and drinks, even though he can't afford it. But he wants to treat her. So they're having like pasta and steak and, you know he's just going to put himself more in debt, right? Cause he's really in a lot of credit card debt and he has no money and he hasn't told her yet. Right. But he doesn't want to tell her on this date because he wants the date, the date to be super special. And he's like, Oh, I'll tell her tomorrow or the next day or the next day, Sean, you're not going to tell her you're going to tell her because as soon as you tell her, you know, she's going to run for the Hills because deep down, you know, that part of the reason that she's with you is because you're providing all her needs. And so you're providing the money that she wants and she's providing the sex that you want. But as soon as she finds out that there's no money, guess what? There's going to be no more sex. So Sean's been depressed and lonely, but he's happy that he's finally together with his family, Christian and Christine. And they, you know, they talk it out. When she first arrived, she was upset about the flat. Um, but she now feels guilty because she found out that he has nothing. Like he, he doesn't have new clothes. His flat is a a shithole and all the money that he has, he sends to her and she's like, you know, you're always giving me extra and spoiling me so much. And she didn't realize that how much, not only was she and he in pain, but that he had nothing. Right. So she feels a little guilty. She starts crying. But she didn't feel guilty enough not to say this part. She's like, well, once we pay off my credit card debt, then we can spoil you. So, yeah, you're crying. You're like shedding all these crocodile tears. But let's get to the real point where you continue to tell him that you don't love him unless it's payday. And here you're crying like, oh, you feel guilty. But let's pay off my credit card debt and then we'll spoil you. So, again, it's all about the money for her pay for play. That's it. That's exactly what it is. And you know what? To solidify it, oh, by the way, here's your baby. He may not look like you. We may have had sex maybe one time, whatever, during the three years that we were uh, away from each other, but I'm going to say that this is your baby, so now I'm going to need you to support this baby. Oh, and can you support my mom? Oh, can you support my dad? Because they live at home too. Oh, and by the way, I have two other baby daddies that are deadbeats because I've done the same thing. So can you support my three other children? Oh, Sean, you're going to send me all your money? Cool. Okay. We finally get to meet Calum from Scotland. A little bit of Marvin. And again, you know, I hate when they just, like, they're throwing in people so late in the game. I hate it, but here we are. I'm glad we finally got to meet Caleb, who's 28. He's from Perth, Scotland. Gay man, um, living his best life. He loves to go to Glasgow because he feels like he can live out loud um, and be his true authentic self. He lives at home with his mom and he hasn't, he has not been lucky in love. So he has been on all the dating apps, but he's super picky. And so he was always swiping, swiping, swiping and never finding anyone. So he finally went on an international dating site and that's where he found Marvin, um, who he thinks is gorgeous they've known each other and been corresponding for a year and it's only as of the last few months that they've been boyfriend and boyfriend and he's absolutely in love. So talking to the mom, talking to the mom, um, the mom thinks that they're moving a little bit too fast and Crystal says, Caleb is a beautiful man on camera. Oh, that's so sweet. If he's watching this, I'm sure that will make him feel very, very happy. So, <clears throat> um, Megan says, maybe they didn't have enough drama for them to get some good edits. Maybe. So, the mom thinks that they're moving too fast, but Caleb's like, you know, this is 2022. This is how our generation does it. We meet online. We fly out to see each other. If it works, then we're together. And if it doesn't work, then so be it. And the mom says, okay, damn straight. And then he's like, well, no damn gay, which I thought was a funny little twist on things. Um, but he's like, at the end of the day, it's my life and I'm going to do what I want to do. And I want to be with Marvin And so not only does he want to be with Marvin, but he wants to let his besties know that Marvin's going to be coming into town shortly. And so he has a pajama jam party uh, with a couple of his besties and tells them, you know, Hey, listen, I met this guy online from the Seychelles and we've never met in real life, but yes, we FaceTime and we've text and all the things and we're in love. And the friends were like, well, how do you know he's not catfishing? He's like, well, because we FaceTime. So I know he's a real person. And I know that those feelings that he has for me are real. Which, again, you guys, I'm just so I'm just so skeptical about online relationships, you guys. I just don't think they're relationships. I just really don't. I'm having a hard time trying to justify, hey, I've never met you. We've been talking for six years, but we're in a relationship. Like, what is that? You can say you guys are online pals, but in a relationship, like I'm sorry if I've never met you before. I'm not sending you gifts and money, and I've never met you in six years. And then you randomly send me a ring in the mail, and then you Facetime and be like, "Hey, let's get engaged," and I'm going to take on the responsibility of not only bringing you over to my country, but then sponsoring you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Listen, I. Listen, I might be too old school, but it's just, I just don't believe it. I don't think that if you have not spent any quality time in real life, then I just don't think it's a real relationship. But that being said, his friends say, you know, how do you know he's not catfishing you? And he explains that, you know, he's actually seen him face like FaceTiming and online. And then he says that in the Seychelles, you know, it's been illegal to be gay Up until 2016. And so he's been kind of hiding the fact that he's gay because he can't be gay freely because it's illegal where he's from. And the friends were like, well, then what does that look like for you? Like, has he ever been in another same sex relationship? And he has. I guess his ex is from Hungary, but it didn't work out. And that just sparred more concern with his friends. His friends were like, well, Is he just looking for a Euro passport and that's why he's seeking out Euros so that he can get out of the Seychelles because he's gay and he can't live his life out loud? And Caleb doesn't think that. He's like, no, I think he really loves me. I don't think that you can act like you love someone for so long. Um, And I have to disagree. And my note here says, look at Pedro and Chantel, look at Luis and Molly. People, people can fake it till they make it. They can fake it till they get what they want. And that can be one year, two years, or six years, or seven years. They can fake it till they get what they want. So you can't say that people can going act that long. Because, yeah, they can. Especially if they're scam artists. They can, they can act their ass off. I watch all the true crime, you guys. And some of these con artists, that's their life. They live a con. They live a life. They live to get one over. And so if you don't think that they can keep that up forever, knowing that they're going to get whatever it is that they want out of it, and oftentimes it's money, absolutely they can do that. 100% as long as it's necessary or as long as they get caught. Look at the Tinder swindler. Same shit. How long was he doing that? He got thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars off of women. (sighs) crazy so i not only said yes they can act that long look at the pedros the Luises. oh and by the way look at the muhammad's both muhammad's on 90 day fiance same shit green card acting a fool running them up. but they they did it long enough to get the green cards long enough to get what they wanted. So that happens the very next day. He is meeting up with his best friend, Becky, who's super protective of him. She's kind of on the fence about this whole relationship. Um, She thinks it's different to talk online and on the phone uh, versus being in real life. And she feels the same way that I feel where you can pretend to be anyone you want online. But the fact that you live so far, far away, we don't know who you really are. And so she's skeptical. And I feel the exact same way as Becky. Uh, she goes on to say, you know, you don't know what he's like in person, which again is what I just said. You don't know how that person is day in and day out, unless you spend time with someone day in and day out. Some people like, how do you know? Tell me, how do you know how they truly are? I can be fantastic talking to you guys every day or, you know, four three or four times a week, but how do you know I'm not a shit person? I mean, i am (laughs) no no but i am but you know what i'm saying like you can be whoever you want online so how do you know that he's just not a shit person you haven't spent any time with him in real life and so she's very skeptical you don't know who he is in person and caleb's convinced that he knows who marvin is that he loves marvin that he wants to be with marvin and him and marvin everyone talking about engagement And Becky's not for it. She's like, this is too much. You've never even met him in real life. So like, what are you even talking about engagement? You don't even know who he is. And I dare say, do you even know where he lives? Like if you went to Seychelles, would you be able to drive to his house and know where he lives? What's his favorite color? Does he live with his parents? Who are his parents? Does he have siblings? Where does he work? Um, What does he do? How much does he make? What does he drive? What is his favorite fruit? What is his favorite drink? I bet you can't answer any of those questions because you honestly don't know because you've never met him in real life. What are his eating habits? What are his sleeping habits? Does he snore when he sleeps? Does he sleep on his side? Does he sleep in a fetal position? What are his, his sexual likes and desires? You know, like we learned on Love Love in Paradise, are you both tops and bottoms? Are you bottoms and tops? What does that look like for you guys? How? Like, I mean. All the questions, you guys, that you clearly obviously don't know about, but you guys are talking about marriage and engagement. Anyways, Becky thinks it's too much. And one of the things that Kaylem confides in Becky is that not only was being gay illegal till 2016, it's still illegal. It's not, marriage is not legal for gay people in the Seychelles in 2022 so you can't you can't be gay and out and want to marry your partner in the seychelles it's just not legal you can't do it so if they wanted to get married then marvin and kayla would have to go to scotland and do it in scotland live in scotland because there's no way that they can do it and live and be happy in the seychelles so that happens Calem facetimes with Marvin. They're both looking forward to seeing each other and they can't wait in a couple of days they're gonna be in person together. And Caleb is so happy because, you know, he feels like Marvin treats him like a princess and treats him like the best that he's ever been treated in any of his relationships. So he's really just excited to spend time and be with him. Now, Caleb's mom is a little concerned, right? Because Marvin is now going to be arriving the next day. And the mom just wants to give him practical advice. So her advice is you know, you have to meet in person. You have to see if you're compatible. And, you know, even though you think there's a chance that he might propose, it may be too soon. You need to get to know each other. And don't rush it just because you only have a few weeks to see each other in person you can't rush it if you rush it you will never really know if this is supposed to be your person or or if you're just rushing it because you only have two weeks in person and the other thing is if he is indeed proposing to you why is he rushing the proposal like what's in it for him does he want a visa does he want to come over to scotland because seychelles doesn't um embrace gay people you know, what is it? You have to know that he's not using you and he loves you for you and not just for what you can provide for him. And I thought that that was the best advice that Caleb's mom could give him. And not only was that the best advice, Caleb's mom is beautiful. I don't know how old she is, I don't know her name because there were no lower thirds, which is really irritating about the UK version. They don't really tell you who the third party players are. But I loved her. I was like, let's get to know Caleb's mom more. She comes with the, all the wisdom. That was the show, you guys. And uh, I'm all about 90 Day Fiancé UK. Uh, we haven't met... Who have we yet to meet? And we are already halfway through. We haven't met... the jet, people, What people are calling the Jenny and Submit of 90 Day UK. We haven't met Sam and Pat yet. Uh, I feel think from the previews that we might meet them next week but again they've been they've been throwing those previews in since it started so we may or may not but this is one couple left that we have to meet uh we were waiting for sam and excuse me we were waiting for caleb and marvin and sam and pat are the last of the grouping of the UK version that we have to meet. So hopefully we will meet them next week. That being said, you guys, thank you so much for watching and joining a lot of people in the live chat. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to like, and subscribe. Don't forget to support the show Uh, again, bottom of the screen. You can see where you can support the show. And then I will see you guys later uh, for more shows. We'll see you later. Bye for now.